You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. I didn't see you there. What's your name? Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> my name is Josh. Say hi to your mother for me. All right. All right. So, hi. Well, hello. Yes, we're the Open Eclectic. Uh, I'm Nate. And I'm Josh. Uh, we have... It's been a while since we recorded last. Uh, we did just drop our first episode uh, last week, right? Yeah. When I checked, we have one download. Yes. It all starts right there, though. It does. With the first... It's the first step. Yeah. It's the first step. Absolutely. So it's the first of many. I don't know. Is there any uh, any housekeeping items we should... Anything we should discuss before we before we dive into our our this episode here um i'm hoping by the time this episode comes out our myspace page will be up and running uh at the moment i'm experiencing technical difficulty with it so if you visit myspace.com slash open eclectic you won't find us just yet but you did create an account right i'm working on it that's awesome <laughs> i'm glad you are um I didn't even re- realize that MySpace was still like around. I mean, I guess I knew it was around. Like, uh, so my my boss uh, at my job, my other job, you know, my, you know, my part time job. This, I mean, this is my. It pays the bills. Yeah, yeah, the one that pays the bills. Uh, he used to be into a, you know pretty, um, pretty deep in the music scene, and and uh, he appreciated MySpace because I guess they when Tom like sold it or whatever they like got more like music focused I think or, or something Tom the traitor <laughs> hey Tom got out with his soul intact yeah that's true he doesn't have he's not having to go in front of Congress and and have uncomfortable interviews like Mark Zuckerberg uh yeah he just got his cash and now he just does does whatever does what I mean I don't know whatever the independently wealthy do <laughs> you Tom. know good for you man yeah Tom and everybody loves Tom because Tom was always he was always your first friend. Yeah. Every single person who made an account, Tom was your first friend. And I think I left him in my top seven or whatever. It was the top it was eight, really I think is what was it, it was. Yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know, MySpace existed before Facebook. For those of you who don't know what Facebook is, ask your parents. Yeah. It's big with the it's big with the rents now. Yeah. Um before Instagram. Yeah, and you had before Twitter, and you could rank your friends and have a top seven or eight or so, and people were like, it was a valid threat to be like, I'm gonna drop you from my top friends list. Like, no, man, what, no, do please don't do that. Oh my god, that was like a golden age of social media. It like really before was. it really all got started, it was like because it was such a good time. You could run a blog through your MySpace. You could embed surveys into it, so when people came to your MySpace, they could find out which Batman villain they were or which Lord of the Rings character. It had some really annoying, uh, well, it could be annoying, like HTML, like dressing up your page and have, mm-hmm. like, you know, you'd have, like, uh, glittery, like, diamond, like, waterfalls, like, cascading down the page, and, and your mouse pointer would be, like, a different shape, like, other yeah. than a regular pointer. And you, what I like the most... Was that you? You know, you would put, uh, you would embed music videos. 
on your page. Yeah. So I would always be like, what's the next music video I could embed on my, I could put on my MySpace page that people will see. And yeah, so, you know, I wrote, wrote some blog entries on there, had my music videos, you know, I think some people even made money, I think, like, sure like designing people's pages for them. Well, it's funny. Do you feel gypped that I didn't pay you to manage mine? Because for a long time, did I manage yours? You were my MySpace page manager. Because you, because I wasn't gonna get a MySpace. I was like, ah, I don't know that I care. And you're like, Josh, you got to do it. And you're like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, Nate, make me one. And you went, I don't yeah, even sure. remember that. And so you made it, and you were like, hey, I put in some of this cool stuff that I know you like. Take a look at it, and I look at it, and be like, yeah, buddy, that's that was a really good job. I like it. And hey. <laughs> then sometimes I'd be like, hey, Nate, I want you to change this for me and this. And you'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. So I made the account for you. Yeah. So that means that I could log into your page, and I was just all like, eh. Yeah. Nate Nate was my admin. Wow. You know, today that like it makes me shudder thinking that I had access to someone's you know <laughs> social media page. Well, it was um, it was a different time. Secure, you know, that security focus was not quite there back in two thousand and five. Yeah. I don't think I put anything real personal on my MySpace, though, either. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, back in the day, if someone had access to your MySpace page, like, logging in, like, who cares? Like, what are they going to do? Right. They're going to, I'm going to add random people, and I'm going to send some messages, and, you know, whereas now, it's like, oh, my God, they're my Facebook page. My life is ruined. Oh, my God. I have everything plugged into Facebook. I log into, I log into my bank with my Facebook account. Oh, no. Right. Or you get that, you know, you've been hacked, man. Oh, fix it, fix it. Take care of it right now. I'm so scared for you. Are you okay? Hey, Josh, I got like six, uh, I got like six weird friend requests from people saying they're you, but yeah. they're not you. So you might want to change your Facebook password. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing. Anyway. Anyway, so long story short, we will have a MySpace page. I. Part of me hopes that that is like the hot place. I, I know that you're doing this as, as a joke, but a you're right. That would be funny. It would be hilarious. That'd be awesome if that was like our main contact. What if we, <laughs> what if we bring MySpace back from the ashes and we are the driving force for making for MySpace usurping Facebook and like MySpace buys out Facebook? Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be amazing. I legitimately think that somebody should attempt to do like a Renaissance MySpace site where you could go back and add all that weird stuff and you know fiddle with the code and have your like your top whatever friend list some of that stuff because honestly it was a fun time. You felt after I learned how to do some of that stuff you felt like I don't know, you kind of felt smart maybe. You kind of had that like cheesy moment where you like uh, you, you found something you thought was clever to do with your page, and you just had this moment where you turned to the fourth wall and were like, "Hacker man!" Exactly. And you'd message your friends like, "Oh, guys, look at this really cool thing I did on my MySpace. You gotta check out how I, I don't know what." And then they'd be like, "Oh, that is really cool. How did you? Oh my do god, that? that's so that? cool!" It just it, it encouraged uh, knowledge sharing. I think. Yeah, it was like all these people learning like this, you know html editing and and stuff and and i'm sure there was plenty of people who maybe that kindled some some interest in web design you know and now they're making six figures designing web pages and all that um 
yeah, it was because it was it was fun. It was it was a good time. I don't really remember what the end of MySpace was for me. I think it was just kind of like you know Facebook came out and you know MySpace had been out for a few years and then and then Facebook comes out and they're like oh it's only for college students so you have to have a .edu email address. <laughs> was that the was that how it started? Mm-hmm. I did not remember that at all. I haven't seen the Social Network film, oh, I but. I do remember back in the day where I was able to register with my with my college email address. <laughs> and like so Facebook came out and then we're on that and then it was kind of like this is kind of like MySpace only a little different. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like oh I can play games on Facebook. Play the Oregon Trail. Yeah, I don't like that. I know some people do and that's fine. Whatever whatever floats your boat, you know, but I just I I never care for that. I just I want to see what some of my friends are up to. I mean, I used to play the games like back, you know, back in the the heyday, the early day, I guess, sure. of Facebook, but not anymore. They, I mean, they have games, but they're all those like, it's garbage. From what I know, it's garbage. <laughs> I think the main reason I keep my Facebook now is uh, for the Facebook memories. Mm, because yep. sometimes I like to go back and see what I said 10 years ago, or I was reminded that I moved 11 years ago and that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, that is how long I've been living in this place and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I noticed I noticed that you do you do post the the memories, you, yeah. you know, like like 6 years ago Josh said this. It's like, yeah. "Oh, cool." So more a more recent one that I posted and I, I said what I said and I stand by it and I will every time it comes up as a as a Facebook memory, I will share it. And that is I think The Office is a terrible show and should have been canceled after the first 3 episodes. And specifically the American Office, I have not seen the UK one. So Ricky Gervais I know you're listening. Uh, this isn't about you, bud. Ricky, I know you're really active on Twitter. Um, please be gentle to us. We're not very active on there anyway. Mostly if we just post, you know, something on Instagram. Tell me why you don't like The Office. Because my feelings are not the same as yours. But they are parts... Some of my thoughts are similar to yours. So if you... If somebody posts like a gag from the show onto Instagram or Twitter or wherever, and I'm on there, I will watch it. TikTok. Tickety talk. Josh on TikTok. Yeah, I downloaded that clock app and my life is not the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will, I will watch it because I do think that a lot of the stuff uh, of those gags is absolutely brilliant. My, like my two favorites is when uh, Jim adds a nickel inside of Dwight's phone every day for a month <laughs> and then takes them all out so that when he comes in first thing in the morning to answer his, his phone, he slams himself in the face with it. That is <laughs> genius. And if I had seen that uh, when I was working in a cube farm still, I would have stolen that and tried it. Uh, there's definitely people I would have attempted to do that too. Um, and then my other favorite is uh, when... The guy pretends to be Jim, and it's the Asian guy. Can't remember what his the actor's name is. R- Randall something. He's an Ant Man and the Wasp, and anyway, he's a, he's an Asian actor, and so he sits down and he like starts typing on the computer. And Dwight's like, "Who are you? You can't have access. You don't you don't have access to that. You're not Jim. Who are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You're not Jim." And he's like, "Yes, I am." And then he shows him a picture, and it's like him and Pam and the kid, and he like enters the password, and like Pam comes over and like kisses him, and he's like, 
He's like, no, Jim isn't Asian. He was like, you've never noticed before, Dwight? <laughs> Kudos oh to you for not God. seeing race. That is class awesome. That yeah. is such a like elaborate prank. Right? It's just so good. And they're like, oh yeah, he's an actor friend of ours and we paid him to act as Jim for the day. And I was like, that might be the best, I don't know what, five minutes of a show I've ever seen. But like, is that all it is? And they're like, then they're like, oh yeah, is it an, an entire episode? I've or? never seen the whole episode. Oh, oh yes, because you hate The Office. That's yeah, right. so I got started. So I kept seeing these clips and memes and stuff from The Office, and I was like, this is hilarious. I'm gonna watch it. And so I did. I hunkered down. Here we go. Episode one. Episode one. The theme song plays. Mike herbs. Yeah, I was gonna hum it, and then I realized I don't know that I can. You know, you know what it is. You can hear it in your mind right yes, now. Yes, I, I hear it right now, and I see the. Quite yeah, and I started watching it, and I was like, "This show makes me uncomfortable. It yes. makes me feel like I need to take like a, a natural woman." HR. Yeah, it does not make me feel like a natural woman. I would prefer that feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got definitely has that. It, it it's built on that like awkward, that just cringy awkward humor and i see i agree with you on that it makes me it makes me a, a lot of the episodes or a lot of the there's so many moments throughout an episode or whatever that make you uncomfortable like make you uncomfortable and the, like that's what they're going for and um yeah i think on the whole like and that's probably a reason why i didn't like i didn't watch the entire series like i watched like the first i don't know i don't know how many seasons they had i watched like maybe three or four seasons of it yeah um, but yeah, there's so much of that cringe in there, and I'm just like, Ooh. it sets my teeth on edge, and it's not a feeling I like, so I don't watch it. And so like now, I'm still, I'll still watch. You know, you you post your favorite clip or whatever, I'll watch that. You know, I'll watch the pranks and some of the gags and stuff. But and then there came a point too. I can't remember how much I've seen consecutively because I saw episodes here and there, and then I went through and I watched the first season or two maybe so for anybody who's not seen it consecutively i guess slight spoiler warning uh phyllis gets married and her wedding i could not i can't make it through that episode it makes me just want to like throw up and then hunt down michael scott and punch him in the face i am right there with you because that's not the type of humor that i enjoy i guess some i mean there must be Tons of people that like it because the, everyone's like, oh my god, The Office is my favorite show. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's like, it's just not for me. It's like those, it's like those hidden camera prank shows. <laughs> I freaking hate those shows. I would take those over The Office, honestly. But it's like, but it's kind of the same kind of thing, like that kind of cringy, like yeah. awkward stuff. Cause then you got these people that are like, you know, these actors that are in on it and they're and they're playing along and people are getting like frustrated and like people are like they're like sad or they're upset or something. And you're just like, oh, God, it feels mean. It feels mean to me. I think I think that's why I don't like it, too. It feels really, really cruel in a lot of ways, like those hidden camera shows and then the office, the way that they do that, those hidden camera shows now just feels mean. And yeah. Like, yeah trying to make people look stupid as opposed to like wouldn't it be funny if kind of a thing it's like how can we make people look stupid yeah and it's like and that those are the only the ones where the people probably they signed the you know they they agreed after the filming was done and they're like oh 
surprise you're on canon camera and then yeah. they're like you know they they sign the the waiver or the release they're like yes you can i mean i guess that is that how it works i'm not sure like they film it without them knowing and then they're like yeah this was for afterwards after they go through this whole emotional roller coaster and then afterwards they're like yeah so this was for this tv show blah 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 if you know agree to blah 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 you know are are there like there's got to be waivers. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. Maybe I mean I should research that. Um, but what about the people that that you don't see? Like, what if there's like what if there have been all these like terrible like confrontations and incidents that you don't see because, well, one it would be bad for you know for the show, but you know it'd just be. There was a guy who got sued for doing one of those like jump scare type hidden camera things. Um, and he got sued because he decided to jump scare an older couple as they were getting out of their car. And what he didn't know, the guy had just gotten out of the hospital due to like a heart condition. And he threw the guy into cardiac arrest. Did he die? I don't remember if the guy died or like what the outcome was. But it was like, you know, you start, I feel like you just, it's a, it's a rabbit hole where you start chasing that, that next scare or that next thing. And you end up doing something like that. I mean, not everybody does. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of reasonable and safe whatever that, that do that sort of thing. And speaking of TikTok, there's couples who will do that to each other. There's, like, one guy who, like, him and his wife constantly are trying to use these, like, streamer uh, tube things, like, where you pull it. It's like those little Fourth of July popper things where you pull the little thing for the champagne bottle oh. and then it pops. Only, like, the big one. It's just them going back and forth trying to, like, get the best one. Like, that's fine. I think that's funny. That's, like, a funny, to me, couples thing that who knows how that started, but here they are now. Right. You know, it's like they've agreed to it. So they know it it could happen at any moment, and they expect it. Yeah. But they want to get them when they don't expect it. Right. Makes it all the more tricky. But the jump scare video guys, like, I don't like it. They feel mean, and The Office kind of runs in that same spirit to me. And even a lot of the pranks, like, some of those pranks are mean. Like the nickel one, like that's hilarious on a show. And I would be, like I said, I'd be really tempted to run that on somebody, <laughs> especially, especially certain people. <laughs> we won't say who, but Nate, you know them. I bet I do. People we worked with in the past. Yes. Now, would that be, would you be disciplined for that? I'm sure there's, I mean, I don't remember most of the pranks that Jim pulled. I know that he, the character Jim is a master master prankster that like well he put like wasn't there always this like this like ratcheting up of um the stakes or whatever like putting various office tools equipment in in jello yeah it was like the first episode i want to say and he's like he put my, my stapler in jello again <laughs> and like I, I don't know i think there's a degree of office prankery that's that is kind of funny i worked with a guy who was very i don't know butch that's a fair way to describe it, but he just a manly man. A manly man. He had a certain personality. Uh, Light stink. But he was literally named after an alcohol, and so were his siblings. Uh, so like, that's like the background. And so we decided that for his wait, birthday, wait, 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 hold on. Is that manly or is that I don't trashy? Know. Yes. Being named after booze. I don't. That's just kind of like feeds it fed right into his personality. <laughs> Okay, sorry, continue. That's, that's where I was going. It just said birthday? Was that where so you yeah, for his birthday, we put up, we decided to throw him a princess birthday. <laughs> and so we put up, like, princess streamers and all this stuff. 
and got him a tiara and just because we also knew that we could and he wasn't gonna care either so he just was like this is great i feel like the prettiest girl today and he put on the tiara and he wore it the whole day and it was great see that's see that's a cool prank that's a fine prank I mean, yeah. it's not even a prank it's just it's just yeah. fun yeah so it's like it's harmless it's fun yeah. and it's like and you know and you know the, the the victim he's not a victim in this case but you know you know the victim is he'll be okay with it yeah it's not something where you're like, oh, he could get really pissed off if we do this. Maybe we shouldn't. Nah, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know? Or like, uh, so I was in, in, an, in an office setting, and I heard our team leads discussing, like, office pranks that they had experienced. And so one of them says to the other one, hey, if you, if you have someone in the office who doesn't um, type super well, what you do is you switch their M and N key um, on their keyboard. <laughs> and they're like it'll just drive them nuts and and see how long it takes them to figure it out and they're like oh, oh that's like so funny well then the other team lead starts freaking out and was like i've been mistyping m and n all day i cannot believe you did that to me and so she pried up the keys on her keyboard and swapped them we didn't nobody touched her keyboard and then she couldn't type for the rest of the day and she thought it was just psychology that she couldn't get over that story and so she kept subconsciously typing the wrong thing but in fact we were talking about a prank and it affected her so deeply that she insisted that we did it to her when nobody had her keyboard was fine her keyboard she was fine. she changed she did it. it to herself oh my goodness and that's like i think i know who you're talking about the best that. accidental prank i think ever <laughs> <laughs> but like it was like nobody did anything we were having just a conversation about stuff that we heard or done or whatever and, and she's just like she's like oh you did this to me didn't you no <laughs> but, you know that's and even like the jello thing like that's not the worst it is kind of weird i just i definitely feel like i almost want to go through and watch the office again start from ground zero and like keep track of all the things that you would get fired for yeah I was gonna say you like you could like force yourself to watch it for the show here for the open eclectic sure research I could try science I don't know man I was, at first I thought you were gonna say write down all the all the times where it was like it was too cringy for you but then that would pretty much be like oh, the entire episode probably yeah. it, Michael opens his mouth too cringy yeah it's just like oh no one on one interview with Michael cringe 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 and I like um, Steve Carell like that's the thing. well. He played because he played he played the character so well. He He's really such a did. good actor that he succeeded. But and I think the thing that people like so much about it is like, despite the cringe and like just the the stupidity of Steve Carell of Michael Scott, like you know he he was really had a had a good heart. And I think that's, that's I think true. that people really like that's. It was his redeeming quality, and that's what people loved about him. And because he was like, sure. for as stupid and misguided and and you know whatever that he was, you know, you I guess that they they you know he really cared about his employees. It's true. He wanted to be li- he wanted to be liked. And he yes. wanted to be effective, but he didn't understand how to do either. He didn't really understand how to do much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, and whatever he did, he just he went about it the wrong way. Yeah, but I just, can you imagine in today's, in today's culture of, you know, 2021, there's an episode where he says something about gay, and to apologize, he kisses 
somebody Oscar. Else, yeah, Oscar, who's gay. Yeah, because he, he's the only gay character in the show. Or yeah. in, in the office, I guess. So everything is like a heightened sense of like ridiculous in the show. Right? The pranks are hyper-elaborate. Um, I think he would definitely get fired for them. Or like Michael's ineffectiveness is just ratcheted up. The one thing they don't... All the offensive things that he says. Even like, you know, 10, 11, whenever the show started, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. Stuff he was saying was offensive then. Yeah, so it's it like was. When he says now, but like, it, now if he were if he were to be in a, in a workplace and would say that stuff, it'd just be like, whoosh. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. But like the one thing they don't they don't try and uh, over portray or or whatever is Oscar's character. He's just a dude who's gay who comes into work and he does his job. He's one of the few competent people, so to speak, on the show. Yeah. And it's like they don't, they they so easily could have fallen into the trap of giving him like a caricature to play. Made him like really, like really flamboyant. Yeah, right. a caricature. Yeah, the you flamboyant know? gay guy. And it's like the only part of the show, other than Toby, which I find hilarious because everybody hates on Toby, but he's, he's the only, he's like one of the only normal ones in the office. Well, yeah, and like, like Michael do that. has like, Toby is like his mortal enemy for some reason. Well, it's because Toby wants them to behave professionally. Yeah. And Michael wants to do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like most of the yeah, most of the people in that office are, I guess, I don't know about, I don't know about most, but because they're step, well, there's like, what's her name? Uh, the alcoholic. I mean, maybe yeah. we, I'm sure there's plenty of office alcoholics out there. You know, the one that like eats hand sanitizer. Yeah. Squirts it in her hand and then just like... <sighs> Janice? No, it's not Janice. Is it? That, I no. can't remember the names. No, Janice is is Michael's um when his one of his, his first love interest? Like his yeah. like when his first like serious girlfriend. See, but that was like see, his boss or something? Yeah. See, listeners, this is yeah. I'm 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 demonstrating my ignorance. It's been a while yeah. and I haven't it's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I just I just Judith oh, man, maybe makes me oh. so makes me so uncomfortable. And on the one hand, like when they do when they focus on like the humanity of some people, I f- it seemed like they did some of it really well. Like you felt, I really felt for Jim when he yeah. was like definitely in love with Pam, but she was yeah. with another guy, and so he didn't want to be like that that guy. Oh, like, that jerk you know, in the warehouse. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know he gets good advice from Michael, and there's this point where you're like, oh, okay, so maybe there'll be like these moments where all of a sudden michael is this like wise guy you know and he knows some stuff he just Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to get it out or whatever and it's like no no that was it for the first season (laughs) it was like that was it yeah yeah the jim the jim and pam thing you know that was you know all the all the the shippers you know people that are like oh my god i want them to be together and then they got together right and then dwight and What's I her guess, face? So there is a. I guess there is. I should. I should. Uh, I should give Michael a little more credit though. One other thing that he did, like when Pam tried to do that art exhibit, and they go and everybody's like, you know, crapping on her stuff, and Michael's like, no, actually, I, th- I think this is. I, I love it. I think this is brilliant, and I just. I can't even believe that how talented you are. And then he buys like the picture the sketch that she did of their office building or whatever, and it's in his office through the rest of the show. Um, mm. I was like, that's, so that's, 
Alright, he's got some redeeming qualities. He just doesn't know how to get them out. But then nothing else after that that I've seen. Um, Meredith was the Meredith. Drink, was the drinker. Yes. And Angela is the one that is... That's Dwight and Angela. And Phyllis, of course. Toby. Creed. Yeah, Creed. Creed, who I like, because I feel like some of these characters, I think the reason the show's relatable, too, is you can kind of pigeonhole people and be like, oh, yeah, I've worked with that guy. And I'm sure that's where a lot of the writing, you know, where the inspiration for the characters, those yeah. characters came from, I'm sure. Um, the firing, yes. I, I think that would be an interesting thing, I'm, but I'm sure, like, every episode, like, any prank that Jim pulls would probably be like, oh, yeah, you'd probably get fired for that. Or, or you'd get a strong warning after this prank, and right. then he does his next one, and like, oh, he's fired. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> yeah, like the the phone thing, like, like destruction of office property, and like, right. I don't know. If I don't know how they would be like. Well, he hits himself in the face. Yeah, technically, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would legally fall. Would that count as assault in some way? I, I feel like I it don't know. I feel like I don't it, know. Just, I think it really pushes the boundaries of, of some of that stuff. And but, I mean, it's TV. It's I mean, it's it, sure. it's going to be over the top, you know, yeah. a little bit. Because and it's fine, you know. I, uh, you got to make it interesting, because if someone made a show that was purely just, you know, actually the cube farm, you know, they'd probably just be like, you know. <laughs> hopefully, no, hopefully not. I kind of think that they did that. I mean, you've seen Office Space. <coughs> I felt like yes. that was an amazingly accurate portrayal of office life. It and it yeah, it heightened some of the stuff but, a little bit, but right. it felt really spot on to me without sinking into that cringe factor. Right. Like Milton. We know. Oh man. We have we at our place where we work together in a cube farm, there was a person who was Basically, it was Milton. Yeah, he did. He did not. Um, spoiler: He did not not burn the building down. I was a little disappointed by that, but also relieved because there's always that chance that you're going to be in the building when it's on fire. <laughs> and I didn't. It's not on my bucket list. That's why they do fire drills. Yeah. After after working in a cube farm both having micro cubes where it was like three feet of desk space by a foot. And it was oh, just that was terrible. It was terrible, but not... Well, I mean, it was like... It, it was terrible, but it was also like... I. So when we moved to that... we So we moved at this place. We moved from a a, plot, a spot where everyone had a really nice, like, like a full-size cube with like... You know, like we had like what half like walls and then glass or you know so above that or ones? the yeah. So I want to say our cubes were we had two side like corner, two full size six feet long. I want to say I could lay down corner to corner. I'm a little over mm -hmm. six foot, so these were spacious cubes. Yeah, and then the wall definitely was like chest high. Right. I don't. There wasn't any glass on it. It was just. It was just no, the just partition. The, just the suits. So then, yeah, so then we moved to these, the micro cubes, which was like... Yeah, which is what I started in okay. as a temp there. But yeah, those were like, you only had like one surface and it was like, it was like half the size of the, one of the surfaces, one of the sides from that old place. Yeah. 
But I will say, so when we moved over there, I actually sat next to, um, it was our team lead. So not the supervisor, but the one underneath the supervisor. Yeah. So I sat next to a team lead who, in the previous location, I had a pretty, like, I had a, like, a pretty contentious or, like, bad relationship with this person. And we moved, when we moved into this new place, I was actually sat right next to this person. And I was like, ah, crap, I don't want to sit next to this person. But actually, we were, we were buddies. Like, we moved over there and we, you know, we had fun and and got along really well. Um, I think she even, uh, yeah, it was a she. Um, I think she even wrote me, like, a recommendation. Or I used her as a reference for, like, when I, for when I applied for a, um, a promotion basically or me moving to a different area um so i mean it was it it sucked because you had less desk space and you'd have as much like wall space to like pin you know pin you know in this job pin all your call center you know guide garbage Scripts, on the wall and yeah things you have to recommend and say and yeah blah, 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 blah. but you it was also you're like uh we were you know you got to be you were closer to somebody sitting next to somebody so you could you know get to know them a little better i guess yeah, and I found that most of the people that we worked with, like, I was happy to sit next to them. I think, I don't think there was anybody on our team at the time that I was groaning because I was sitting next to them. But you can definitely see how if you were going to caricature those personalities, they would fit right in in the office. Mm. And, right. Yeah. After working there, too, I discovered that I, don't, I, I kind of enjoy the cube culture a little bit. Yeah, I think you can. If you're careful about how you build your corporate culture, having having cubes can be a huge time saver and make your team super efficient. Like by comparison, uh, the company that I work for, which I think will remain nameless, uh, we used to do a lot of production stuff, and we moved to outsourcing a lot of that because it was more cost efficient and a lot of changes. So we moved from this building that we had for a long time that was huge. To a temporary location where we were in cubicles so like the whole team except for like two people who often have to have confidential conversations they had like their own actual office the rest of us were in cube farm everybody uh and i'm telling you being able to just put somebody on mute if you're talking to a client to like put your phone on mute so like not put them on hold literally hit the mute button and stand up and be like hey person remind me again when does this come out and for them to be like oh yeah it comes out in two weeks you can let them know well, there's a slight delay sorry about that and you sit down and you go back to work like and now that we have actual offices i have to just wing it like i can't put them on hold or anything like that because i have to go down the office and like knock on their door and then be like hey sorry to bother you you know so your new so that was your temporary location that yeah. had the cubes. So the new one, it's there. It's just offices now. Like, yeah, it's actual offices. I mean, and there's don't 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 get me wrong. There's perks to having the offices too. Uh, if you're talking to a client that's hard of hearing and you have to talk really loud, <sighs> you can shut your door and just talk as loud as you need to. But anyway, I just uh, little little plug there for cube farms. If you're in a cube farm, it's not all bad. It, it doesn't have to be bad. <laughs> Where you're working. Probably sucks, but it doesn't have to. Be right? Yeah. I um. What I'll say about cube life. So working at this place where Josh and I work together, um, I'll say it wasn't my favorite job. For sure. Uh, <laughs> by any stretch, 
Uh, I did enjoy it because I got to work with my friend Josh. Always a plus. Yes. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, speaking of that, being in a call, it was a call center. You get nailed for saying um too much. Oh, I remember those days. You cut your, you cut your ums down. You say um a lot. You know, your our coaching sessions. Anyway, I um, it's unavoidable. It's it's just inevitable at this point. Um 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 um. um. So we're down in the basement, listeners, and I heard kind of heard something at the top of the stairs, and so I leaned back and I'm like. So I saw something up there, and at first I was like, is that Wanda? She was just kind of like standing, and they were just standing there. I'm like, that's kind of creepy. Like, what's she doing? And then I'm like, oh, it's Eric. Never mind. He, he just wants me to. Thankfully, it was not Milton here to burn the building down. Maybe it's Cake. Give me cake. Pass. Just pass, Milton. Um, sorry, I'm not implying that my child's creepy. It's just, you know. <clears throat> you hear that noise, and I'm like, what is that? Uh, anyway, so what was I saying? I was saying about cube life. Talking about cube life. And, yeah. and I was, I was chastising myself for saying, um, too much. But, again, it's, in, it's in, inevitable. Um. <clears throat> yeah, teaching yourself to not say, um, I think, I think that prepared me. What, part of what I do now is I, I read in the, in the, uh, in our recording studio at work sometimes. And, like, teaching yourself to not say, um. And I say it, I do say it a bit more than I know that I should, or I'll say like a lot, but learning yep. how to like weed those out of your conversation when you're on the phone, because you know, you're going to get like in trouble for it, um, actually makes my audio really easy to edit because mm. even though it doesn't sound like it, my audio, if you look at it on the waveform is actually somewhat clipped. So uh, when I first started reading, my boss was like, you know, even if you were a terrible reader, uh, I think I'd have you come in here because this is going to be real easy to edit. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm ha- happy nice. I can help. Yeah, just it's that, uh, it's that it's that filler when you don't quite know what to say. And you're so you're buying time by saying, um, yeah, anyway. So cube life. I, like I said before, I didn't, I would definitely not say this job was my favorite by any stretch, but I, I do think that when we moved over to that new place, it was, uh, it was, yeah, I think there's a little bit more of a, like, I guess, camaraderie, a little bit. It can be. Then, you know, then there was when we had those bigger cubes, but I think that could also be chalked up to, I had been there, obviously I had been there longer, you know, by that time. Than when I had, you know, in the in the other area, and yeah, it was, you know, whatever. It was call center scripts, the things you could say, things you couldn't say. You know, you were, you know, had to be efficient and all that. You know, whatever. Not great call center jobs. It's hard. It's hard to find a good one. I'm sure it is. And so I can see why. Yeah, I, after working in a call center, I can see why you would want to make a show about that kind of office situation and be like and just ratchet up all the characters characters into caricatures and kind of let the humor ensue because it it is the office is a reasonably relatable show mm. you watch it and you're like oh yeah i know a guy who did yeah. that kind of stuff I knew the milton i knew the pam in my office and you know, Jim, Toby, the Creed, who you know, you you just you don't understand how they maintain their job because they don't do anything. 
See, he's the wily veteran. He knows how to, you know, he knows how to, how to game the system. Yeah. I mean, Stanley was an old timer too. So he was competent though. Like he did his job. Yeah. Because he was. Creed, so Creed didn't do anything. Yeah. He, right. Yeah. And they, and they would test him sometimes to figure out like if he had a clue as to what was going on. Can't remember some of the stuff. Oh, they made uh Oh, yeah, so one of the characters, Ryan, showed Creed how to, quote, make his own blog. And Ryan was like, I was so scared of what he was going to put on the internet that I, t- I just made a word file for, for him to, like, type into and told him that that was the blog. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. and he never knew the difference. He just, uh, it was like, I don't know. He's like, oh yeah, just go to www.creepthoughts.com slash creepthoughts or something like that. And so what, would he give it to Ryan and then Ryan would like post it online? No, he didn't post it at all. Okay. He was, and Ryan was like, it's terrifying. We're not, we're not sharing that with the world. So speaking of Ryan, he was, he was like, he was like the guy that was kind of like, like he kind of rooted for him a little bit initially. And then later on in the show, like he comes back, like he leaves and then he comes back and he's like the enemy of everyone or something kind of yeah. see that's where like i didn't watch it during that part i guess that stretch yeah his on again off again relationship with uh mindy i can't remember what her name is oh mindy kaling um it's um it's her character's name that's my cat that's my cat kitty you might hear kitty do you have some thoughts you'd like to share with us uh kelly that's her name kelly yeah there's Kelly. Gosh, who was the other one that left? Um, I always felt like the turnover rate was not quite. I mean, it's yeah. You kind of got to do that for a show like that. And well, yeah, because you want to maintain. But, you know, you want to maintain. You know, have a core. You know, you want people like having the same characters. Yeah. You don't want to have like a whatever, like Big Brother or something, where it's changing sure. every season. Or right. I guess if you have anthology shows like. Well, even those have some of the same actors. They're just yeah. different characters. Yeah. So Jim did leave. Like he went to go work in another branch, and like the, it was weird because the uh, the corporate culture there was completely different. Like everybody stayed oh, late, but it was yeah. to like play video games and stuff. And then, oh, that was one of my other favorite pranks: is Jim stole a bunch of Dwight's letterhead when he left, and so he would fax Dwight his own letterhead with like <laughs> with notes like don't drink the coffee this morning it's poison or something <laughs> White goes around and like slaps coffee with his hands and <laughs> it's like he's yeah faxing Dwight as though he was future Dwight oh. messaging himself and I was like that's so that would be a great inter-office prank See, in my mind Josh I don't know maybe we should maybe we should watch the show and then every so subsequent episodes of 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 the open eclectic, we could just have our little like office moment where we're like, okay, so this is what we watched. This is you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if, it would, if the, is the emotional trauma going to be worth it. Yeah, I don't know if I hate myself that much. And it's weird because there's other shows where you know that they're they're caricatures of of people. Which a lot of shows are. I think I think most shows really are. They double down on what makes that character what they are. And they, they run with that in various scenarios. And people typically aren't like that too much. And that's fine. Uh, like Friends. 
uh, like we're watching going through friends we bought the complete set we're into episode uh season two and a half or so wow that's like that's like that's like uber 90s yeah the first couple episodes what they're wearing is just amazing They've got like the really puff, like the dudes are wearing really puffy jackets, you know, for their suits, and they've yeah, got the like sleeves rolled up and <laughs> uh, stuff like that, and they just—it's—it's it's something, man. It's a—it's a—it's a peek into uh, into another time, simpler time, the time before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I was so we're talking about the office and like cringy moments. So there's another show that from what I can recall there was really only one like really cringy moment in that entire show. The show I'm talking about is Breaking Bad. Have you Ooh. seen that? Have you seen Breaking Bad? I have seen almost all of it. So I was binging it right Why haven't hard. you finished it? Uh cuz so it's a pretty dark show. Yes, like, very dark. When you first start watching it, I thought, okay, they're gonna. There's gonna be moments where they like lighten it, and then, spoiler alert, when Brian Cranston's character, uh, you know, who who later becomes like Heisenberg, the drug dealer, he like kills a guy for the first time, like any sort of illusionment was broken for me right there. I was like, oh, this is gonna. This is how it's gonna be. I see. This is okay. And I so I kept watching it, and I'm, I've got to be like five episodes or less from finishing the show. But I watched so much of it that I was just like, I can't do it. It's too much. It's too. So you're in the last season. Yeah. Have you made it to like the 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 halftime or you know halfway point of the first seat of the no half point of the last season? Because they split it into two chunks. I think so. I guess I guess if you're if you're binging it, you probably can't tell. Yeah, it was pretty tough to tell, but I like it, and I'm gonna finish it someday. I promise. I just haven't. You should. I've I've watched through that series twice. Really? Um, yes. I'm impressed. So, what's your cringe moment from that show? That cringe moment, and I'm sure anybody you'll probably remember when I tell you, and I'm sure anybody else, anybody who's seen it, like on Reddit or wherever they talk about it, like they know what you're talking about. Um, it's the it's the birthday scene. Happy birthday when Skylar sings happy birthday like Marilyn Monroe style to JFK she sings it sings to Ted happy birthday yeah (laughs) Mr. President and it was in that moment I knew Uh, that that they were gonna that they were gonna shag yep like there's a line from that show we'll try and avoid an explicit rating for this for this podcast but you you know what I mean Mm. and like uh, yeah I can't remember if there was a history. There wasn't a sexual history between them because she had worked for him before. Right. They had just, they just liked each other. Right. They or were, she's like, I like you. They were, you know, they were amicable or whatever and yeah, they friendly. Were like cozy colleagues kind of a thing. Or so then she comes back. Work wife, if you want to go that yeah. route. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So that, that scene is just like, it's so like, so I talked about like Reddit, like, you know, you follow a subreddit for a show, even you know the show is over, then so you're bound to like see stuff repeat eventually on there. Yeah. But um, that's got to come up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, so people will just be like, "Yeah, I don't even watch that. I just like skip it completely. It's just, that. it's so bad. 
It's Actually, so bad. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting thinking about how some of the mindset has changed. I wonder if that show was made today, if they would leave that out. Because I got the impression that Ted, who's the guy she's singing to, He's like the owner. He's the main guy who like runs the company. It's his company. He wanted to hook up with her before. And so like oh, yeah. his hiring her was like a predatory thing almost where he was like, I don't know, looking back at how he layered that up, it was like, I think that, I don't know, constitutes some predatory. <laughs> well, behavior. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's using his position yeah. as, you know, as the owner or the, cause it was, it was his company. It's his company. Right. So he runs the company. So he makes like the hiring and firing decisions. Yeah. But it's like, so he saw that she, or I can't remember exactly how it came up, but like, you know, Walter, Walter's sick. So Skylar's like, I need to make, I need to help the family too, you know, and make some more money. Yeah. So I'm going to go back, I'm going to go back to work, get my job back working for Ted. Yeah. Because it was a good job. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was a good job. She was doing the accounting there. Yeah. And, you know, working with the books and numbers and. So it's like, so he, so he remembers her, obviously, you know, and is like, oh, yeah, Skylar. That's right. So, and so he, so he sees her in her, like, moment of need, and so he's, you know. Yeah, he definitely takes advantage of it. I think what makes it even worse, though, is that she's pregnant at that point. She's, like, yeah, that's right. Eight months pregnant. Yeah, she's very pregnant when that. That was very early. Yeah, it was such a weird. You're right. That was the. I wasn't sure I was gonna make it through that. <laughs> and I that to, that show has plenty of very uncomfortable moments as well. Yeah, and I can deal with uncomfortable. That was cringe though. The birthday. The birthday thing. That yes, was a cringe and uh, I mean, moment. I mean, it's obviously they put it in there on, on purpose. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just, well, and like all the other, all the other employees are like kind of weirded out by it too. Right. And is it Ted that's, that asked her to do it? Yeah. He, he requested it because they were having that party. It sounded like she did an impression years ago kind of. That's it. And so he was like, hey, come on. Do do it it again. Do it again, Skylar. Do it for me, Skylar. Dance. (laughs) And for something, that's, that's how it comes across. But it's like at his company birthday party. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll do it's it. like, fine, I'll do it, Ted. Yeah. That, that show has a lot of layers that builds up, and there's a lot of build up and payoff just from a cinematic storytelling point. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a yeah. brilliant show. You know, Vince Gilligan, he was used to be a writer for The X-Files. That's right. There was an episode that he wrote that Brian Cranston was in. And I think, and if you read, I think that's kind of like where, or I think that helped, you know, get Cranston on, on to Breaking Bad, because other than the, that X-Files episode, I mean, what did everyone, what did people know him for? And I mean, it, it was a guest appearance on one episode of the X-Files, so it's like, right. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of exposure. Isn't that people, Yeah, people knew him as, as, uh, as Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Not at that point. I think. You, you're the X-Files expert, so I'll take your word for it, but I think his appearance on the X-Files was pre-Malcolm in the Middle. It was, let's see, it was like season eight, I want to say. So that would have been like, I can't remember for sure. 
like 2000, 2001-ish. No. 99? Late 90s. Yeah. Brian, Brian Cranston was also on an episode of Murder, She Wrote. And he was an Also in How I Met Your Mother. In Power Rangers, The American Port. He was one of the monsters. So yeah. he, like, got into a suit. It's like a hilarious story that he tells on, I don't know, Colbert or someone. Did he reprise that role in like in the movie? The movie? I don't think so. No, I have no idea. I never watched Power Rangers. I yeah, I did a little bit. It was a little too. That is another cringy show, and I thought it was cringy <laughs> as a kid. Just and then and then later learning about why it was so cringy, I'm like, oh, you know what? I can forgive them. I can forgive them a little bit. They told the actors, you know, just wave your arms around. There's no combat training. They're just like flail around and look cool, and they're like, okay, and that's why all of their ninja moves or whatever looks stupid. It's because it is. They're just like, just jump around. Yeah. We'll make it work. Yeah. Okay, so so Brian Cranston was in that X Files episode called Drive, November 15, 1998. Knock him in the middle, first episode, January 9, 2000. 2000? Okay. So it was two years before. Yeah. So he was, he was making his bones in the industry. Okay, so I think what I was driving at was, and is that people didn't like, probably didn't see him as like being in that Breaking Bad role because they knew him from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, so like he's just this goofy dad, lovable dad thing yeah. guy, and I think that I think his work in Malcolm in the Middle helped him in Breaking Bad though, because in the beginning of Breaking Bad, he's this kind of beaten down chemistry teacher. Who's just trying to like focus on his on his family and take care of him, and he's got a son who's got uh, cerebral palsy. Uh, I think so. Right or something. So That's R.J. Mitty. He has he uses like arm crutches to walk. Yeah, cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and then the actor has palsy in real life. He actually has it, but it's not like. He he portrayed it as it was worse in the show, I think. But yeah, that was probably a smart move for them. Um, But yeah, and then he, he, you know, turns dark. He didn't start selling meth for the fun of it. No. Cooking, we have to cook. Yeah, that shows shows off the rails. That shows a great example um, in storytelling of uh, don't, ah, what's that? It's like a cause and effect tool in storytelling where um, you don't want to just say and then he and then he and then he you want to have your story be like there's a short story called To Build a Fire where this man builds a fire but because he built it under a tree that was laden with snow the snow fell out of the tree because it heated up and put his fire out and so like there's a lot of moments like that in Breaking Bad where he goes to do something and because he did it, there's a consequence that he then has to deal with, which creates like another consequence that he has to deal with. And so, like, just narratively, it's very well, it's very brilliant. It's a good show. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so well done. It's a great show. I mean, shoot, I may watch it, go through it again. It's been a couple of years. Um, so okay, so you're close to being done with it. Yes. So you should also, when you're finished with it, you should watch. Uh, you should watch the Netflix. Or the movie they released on Netflix um, called El Camino. 
He has like a follow up to the, yeah. To the show, so basically, right? it's follow up with Jesse. Mr. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. I guess that that's not a spoiler. I haven't revealed. I, I haven't revealed anything. No, I think that's it's. It was known. Yeah. It's a it's a bummer because I think where I'm at in the show, it leads you to believe that Pinkman might die soon. There's definitely some like touch and go moments where you're like, and I read that he was gonna be killed off early. In the show. Yes. So yeah, he was. Yeah, they had written him initially to be yeah to be killed off, but then they're like, man, he's so good, and so he good. gets on with with Brian Cranston so well that yeah. you got to keep this guy on. So have you seen the? Uh, I think it was an SNL sketch sketch of uh, where Brian Cranston is on, and he wakes up and he like reprises his role from Malcolm in the Middle, and he's like, <laughs> "Honey, I had this terrible dream. Where, yes. Like I had cancer, and I was." There's this kid who was like, yeah, science B and meth B, and I just, I was a drug dealer, and I did all these things. I can't believe what a nightmare that was. I was like that. Yes. I think, I don't know, I think it was like, I want to say it might have been like something they did as an extra for, like, Like for Breaking Bad, like, or, or, like, yeah, okay. Like, they're like, wouldn't it be funny if if we tied it into Malcolm in the Middle, and it was all a dream? If Breaking Bad ended with that. I would be happy. Like that that would have been the most I don't know, the biggest troll ever cuz shows struggle to end. Like, right, they stretch shows, them out for too long and they Oh man, that <laughs> that, that would have been just like a killer ending. It was just like, a dream of how. What? What? Oh man. That would that would piss me off, but it would be hilarious. Well, I don't know. Time. I just yeah. I can't decide if I would be mad. I'll have to wait and see how the show ends and, and then decide, like, would I be mad if that's how it ended or, or no? So speaking of Malcolm in the Middle, um, it's kind of tragic. The, the main character, Malcolm. Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz has a... He's got, like, this really T- bad... TBI, right? Traumatic brain injury? Yeah, so, like, he, he, his memory, like, I think he says he can't remember any of his any of the his experience with Malcolm in the middle yeah no like he doesn't remember any of it like the dude just like gone. it's just gone yeah it's holy crazy. crap and i'm like i don't i've read i remember reading a little bit about it or hearing about it but i don't know like what what caused it i don't remember what either. it was it was just i mean obviously it's just traumatic brain injury but speaking of but mean how? jump scare shows though frankie muniz was punked by the man himself, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> he was? Yeah, where they were, like, Frankie Muniz had this car that was, like, his baby. Like, that was his extravagant thing that he bought. And it was, like, really rare, and there was only a handful of them in the world or something. And so Ashton Kutcher had, like, a replica made. And then had it towed or had, like, a truck slam into it. And so Frankie thought <laughs> that his car was total no. and just went ballistic. And then Ashton popped out and was like, yeah, punk you. <laughs> That's not your real core. Yeah. I was just like, Frankie did not appreciate it either. Like, some of the some of the celebrities were like, oh, yeah, you got me. And he was like, yeah, I wouldn't cool, man. So he wasn't happy about it. No, he was not. I'm trying to find, like, um... Are we sure he's not just doing research for a role? <laughs> Apparently he was into, he was into racing. That checks so out. Like... He had tra- a transient ischemic attack in 2012. 
A mini stroke. That's what that is. Second attack in 2013. He was on Dancing with the Stars. <gasps> That's right. He was on Dancing with he the Stars. He suffered significant amnesia, theorized to be caused at least partially by multiple concussions. He revealed he could not remember the majority of his time on Malcolm in the Middle. And that his, uh, his former co-star, Brian Cranston, often called him to remind him about the good times they had. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Cranston's a nice guy. From yeah, what I hear. Like um, I like to think of him as a nice guy. Who might secretly be selling math. He's <laughs> <laughs> actually Heisenberg. I don't, know, I don't know, man. He did such a good job. Yeah, he's... Uh, just all of it, yeah. It was so good. Yeah, so you're so close. I know. You just need to finish I it. I know, man. There then we can really talk about it. Mm. So are you... So right. you're, you you got to be in the last season. I'm pretty sure. Have you encountered the... The skinhead... Well, I don't know if they're skinheads. The Nazis. The Nazi guys. Uh, are they the ones Uncle that, like, Jack or whatever? Trap him in, the, in, like, a trailer that's buried? Trap Jesse? Or well, somebody... I, I don't know. Think so. I'll probably have to watch. Like they, yeah, that's where he. I, have to out where I think I that's where he comes up with the Heisenberg name, isn't it? The couple. No, he came up with Heisenberg. Uh, uh, like in the first season when he goes to meet with this the first buyer guy who turns out to be crazy. Oh yeah, Heisenberg because yeah. it's the name of a it's like a brand of a beaker. And so he was trying to come up with like a good alias, and so he was like a Heisenberg. Tuco, Tuco you know, was like, the guy, right? Yeah, Tuco Salamanca. Yeah, who's this Heisenberg? Yeah, guy. Well, because so he first meets the Nazis, or Uncle Jack, and have you met Todd? I think I have met. Have you the, met Crazy Todd, the neo Nazis, because there's a scene where they're that I have just have like real vivid, where they're two of the guys are like arguing in a bathroom and talking about like anytime I see a kid riding around with a bike helmet, I just want to whip my belt off and beat the out of that kid. Can't <laughs> see how stupid they are, and like. Just I don't know. It's like a weird conversation where you're like, "Oh, now yeah, that okay, I see what they're doing. They're really setting up these characters to be of a certain mindset." Uh, so yes, I believe I have met the neo Nazis. Do have you met Todd? I almost feel like calling them Nazis is an insult to Nazis, though. <laughs> and I just I don't know. Yes, neo Nazis. We'll go with that. Yeah. Met Meth Damon. Meth. Yes, Meth Damon. <laughs> Because <laughs> so. he, he does have a strange uh, resemblance to Matt Damon. Yeah, like, when I first saw him, Just, I was like, well, they, maybe they're related. Are they cousins? Maybe? I don't, I don't think, think, I don't think, think they're they related. We are of no relation. We're no, we're no relation, yeah. Um, <laughs> he is a character, like, he is, he's very, a very interesting character. Uh in the in the show Breaking Bad, you see more of him in uh, in the movie El Camino. Okay, all right, well, something to look so, forward to then. Yeah, I... yeah, he's an in- interesting guy. There, I mean, there's so many good characters in that show. Yeah, Los Polos Humanos. Yeah, yeah. Chicken could burgers. go for some chicken right now. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, Breaking Bad. Great show. I think you know, kind of going back to what started that about the the cringe scene. I think yeah, that's what that was our that was our beginning. I re- I think that's like an ex- a great example of cringe being used with intention because it really at first you thought 
Ted was maybe this kind of, I don't know, lovable guy in a way. You know, maybe he made some poor choices with his company and Skylar's going to help did, him. And it was sure. going to be like a pure kind of thing. But then it was like, no, 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 no. No. He hired you because he wanted to bang you. And he gets he gets an accountant out of it, too. So Yeah. So I really think that was just... I mean, come on. Ted's house had heated floors in the bathroom. That would be so nice. I mean, that was... So I remember Skylar being like, is there heated floors in the bathroom? Oh, my God. So the way around that, actually, is I was in a house years ago, and the, and the guy, the owner, built the house, and he designed a lot of the stuff. And so he actually had the vents for the kitchen. Because um, a lot of floor vents point upward, right? And so he had his built at an angle, so they came out underneath the cabinets and blew across the floor. So it gave you, like, a heated floor effect without actually having to have heated floors. Anyway, so. There you go. I've always thought that was a smart idea. That's neat. But, yeah, I think think Breaking Bad's a great example. They They use cringe with effect and for the purpose of storytelling. But The Office, man, they just want to be cringy. Also, me. yeah, there's like there's no um, there's no uh, overarching reason, or there's no it's there's no point to it being cringy other than yeah. other than just for it to be cringe. Oh, just I'm getting I mean, there's some people that like it. Obviously, there's some there's millions so of people. people that love The Office and other show and other shows that also you know capitalize on that cringy kind of like gotcha stuff, like that hidden camera stuff we talked about, or yeah. Um, yeah, anytime, anytime one of those shows comes on, I'm just like, I'm kind of like watching it with like one foot out the door because I'm like, no, I don't, yep. I don't want to watch this. And then I don't. Yeah, I just, I'm I don't. just like, no, like, nope, don't need that. Let's see. So, have you said all? Have you said all you wanted to say about the office? In your, your I think I should be done. I don't want to like, you know, and it's it's just one of those things where, like the like the dude says, that's just like your opinion, man. And it is. It's just my opinion. I know uh, I have friends who love The Office. That's okay. I watch the clips. I think some of the pranks are very well done and ingenious without being unrealistic. But so can't like, watch it. it could be one of those shows where, like, you could just you would just look up like a YouTube compilation of all the pranks. I've done that. Okay, and you would you would love that, but it's like you're not going to sit down and watch the show because no, it's too cringy. Yep. Like, are there other shows where you've done that? Where you've, where you, like, you'll watch YouTube, like, you would watch compilations of clips, but you wouldn't actually watch the show? Um, not that I can think of right now. I guess, uh, once in a while, I do enjoy, like, a Family Guy gag. Um, but I will never, like, sit down and watch an episode okay. again. I just, you I watch. put that in there, too. I mean, you could put Family Guy in that yeah, group. It's, uh, because there are, like, there are funny, I mean, but Family Guy's all, like, cutaway gags. Like, that, and they're, they're yeah. just, so watching clips of it, you would, you're basically watching episodes of the show anyway. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, like, uh, we had a friend in uh, college who described it. This, that's where I took it away from. I want to say it was, we're going to give credit to Glenn anyways. That's who I was thinking because Glenn was a very big Family Guy fan. Yeah. Maybe he still is. I don't know. But he didn't like 
the modern episodes at that point because he was like it's 30 minutes of crap for one half-hearted laugh and i kind of agree i think i think a lot of it is just eh. and then even but i wouldn't i don't think i would youtube clips of it because a lot of them i just don't like yeah i just true you know i get it they're kind of on the one hand it's admirable to be like we're going to offend everybody and if you're not offended we'll get to you eventually so like okay cool seth MacFarlane, that's kind of a genius approach sure but i don't know that i feel compelled to watch it i used to watch family guy i really i mean i enjoyed watching the episodes but i quit watching it like gosh probably i don't know 10 years ago yeah more more for me because it was like i had been watching it like fairly regularly and i would watch the reruns and i'd be like yeah i like the show and then but yeah it just got to be where it just wasn't as funny anymore i'm just like eh. yeah i do greatly enjoy american dad though oh yeah same guy right seth mcfarlane yep well seth um so he's a guy who's like yeah it's like a whole show he's he's amazingly talented yeah, he's yeah, he's uh voices. He's a great like voice actor. Yeah. Like, and he can sing. And he sings, yeah, he, he can sings. Dance, and... he can act when he wants to. He just yeah, He's done some movies. Yeah. I haven't seen Ted, either of the Ted's. I, I hear they're funny either. Yeah. I haven't seen his western, which I heard got kind of Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Was kind of yeah. hammered as not very not very good. Probably not, but that I don't think I set out to be either. He hosted the Oscars one time. Yes, that was not bad. Did, is that you? Did you watch that whole? Oh yeah. Um, okay. Oh yeah. So I do. A, I do. A, I do an Oscar party usually. Yeah, I was gonna say you used to do that. We right? did. I, I didn't this year or last year. Last year, actually, it's it feels like it's been forever because. Uh, yeah, it's been like three years for various reasons where I wasn't able to do it. But yeah, we do like you, um, you know, mark off who you think's gonna win, and then you get like a second choice in my house, and I give out trophies, and you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's. I think I watched most of that. Whatever that show that he did, the one that he hosted. Yeah. And I felt like he did pretty good. Like some of the jokes he made didn't, you know, didn't land. But true, you know he did. True. Gosh, that's been a long time now, too, hasn't it? Yeah. Since he hosted, I it's, mean, it's weird because yeah, hosting the Oscars is such a chore mm. to be able to do it well. That because it's like because they always seem to like or they 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 want to get like real edgy people to host it, but it's kind like of. I guess kind. Of, did Ricky Gervais host it once? No, no, no. Was it I Emmys? So. He hosted Emmys, something. Maybe. They've, I mean, he hosted something, and then he basically just like straight up is just like, I'm just going to offend people, so that's you're just going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of his hallmark, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Seth, he's he's a he's a talented guy. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I really I liked Family Guy for a while, and I quit watching it. Um, American Dad, I was for a while, I was kind of powering through. I had watched almost every episode i think but it's like it just keeps going like family guy and american dad we're just yeah longevity well, 
Family Guy was canceled, right? And then there was... It was canceled, like, they even joke about it in the show. Like, yeah. it was canceled. Fox can't cancel us. That was a it's, terrible... It was canceled, like, two or impression. three times. Yeah, and the <laughs> fans keep bringing it That was great. And the fans keep bringing it back. Like, that's... Yeah. Man. I remember that it premiered... Fans, why can't we bring back Quantum Leap? Ugh, Scott, Bacula, if you're listening to the show, please, somehow. If you need us to be on the show, on staff... Just say the word. We'll we'll fly out to Hollywood. Yeah. I know you're busy with uh, NCIS. I think SAG uh, minimum. That's that's us. Yeah. No per diem. <laughs> you know what show is he work on now? Yeah. Uh, he NCIS was on New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. And then he was. I feel like there was something else he did too. I don't know. Whole scat. Um. I remember Family Guy debuted after the Super Bowl in like 1990. Like seven or something. Like it was. Yeah. And like it's the whole. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. And they were canceled like at least a couple times. Yeah. At least. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. What about you? Is there a show that you don't. Uh, that, you, that you're like, I don't, I don't watch the show, but I'll watch clips of it. See, I was thinking about that when I was asking you that question. And. Because, I mean, you hear about some people and they're like, oh, yeah, my friend sent me, you know, or I don't know, people post online, like, my friend sent me clips to these shows and all the time, but I never actually watched the show. Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to yeah. think of, like, I don't think there is. Yeah. Maybe I don't have that many friends that send me clips to sh- random clips to shows or... <laughs> um, I try not to. I think if I, think if, uh, I recommend a show, then I'll recommend the show. And I don't instead of just like like yeah. spoon feeding like little clips yeah. of it. The one exception is uh, the newsroom, because the clip that I saw that got me hooked on the show, I sent that to some people, and I was like, if you like this clip and like kind of the way that it sets up the show, you'd enjoy the show, and it's really good. And if you don't or don't find it compelling enough, then I then I was like, eh, then don't bother. I have not seen the newsroom. I will send you a clip. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. It's um, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's like Aaron Sorkin, right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a show where I will like. I can watch clips. I guess I could maybe say The Office also, but I had. I actually haven't watched a lot of Office clips either. So yeah, yeah, just not like yeah. If it's like. I'm either gonna watch the show or I'm or I'm just not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna like watch little teeny parts of it and then not watch the show. I'm yeah. just if I if I like the clips, I'll probably just end up watching the show. Hmm. Well, we've been going for an hour and twenty three minutes. We got a lot of good content out of that first bullet point. Boom. Josh hates the office. Josh hates the Boom. office. Makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. And I think I and I do. I think I think my Facebook post said something like the world would be a better place if they canceled the show after the first two episodes. <laughs> now did you get any backlash on that? Oh yeah, I get like frowny faces on Facebook and stuff. People are like, Oh, but I like it. But I love the show. And I'm like, I don't care. So that's fine. What is it that people You, you can hate stuff I like. What is it I mean 
is it just that everybody who loves this show they like the cringe or is it in spite of the cringe i don't know it's a lot of it's a lot of like women that like the office i don't know what's the demographics of, of people who like the office i don't know i saw i saw something on again my my entire cultural my cultural uh knowledge comes from reddit and that's probably that's probably bad eh. i mean reddit's cool it's not everything because you subscribe to things that you like on there so you're not yeah. maybe not getting a complete picture of stuff there there's one subreddit called like starter packs <laughs> have you been on that no <laughs> where they uh it's basically just like a it's you know like a white background and then they they like photoshop like they put images that like uh i forget what the starter pack was but one of the one of the little images and little like captions they had on it was was like it was like liking the office is a personality trait or something like that i think that's probably true or they think they think that liking the office is a personality trait yeah (laughs) i think that's that that could really be true i can see that that makes sense okay so you like the office but yeah, I'm just, you know, I like the office. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? You got you like you like the office? You don't like the office? If you do like the office, tell me why. I I just, you know, maybe it's one of those things that you could uh like you're not going to convince me to like it, but I could appreciate it more from a bystander's yeah, like... perspective because I don't I literally don't understand it. We yeah we need so you and me are basically on the same page yeah where the cringe really makes us uncomfortable and it we can't like I didn't finish the show yeah I only watched like maybe three or four seasons like I made it that far it hurts I, us. I, just, I think it was like eight seasons or something that it went on for yeah and I just I I I stopped and I really haven't had any strong interest to go back to it Parks and Rec that's the other show I tried to watch that. It's too cringy. I can't do it. It's terrible. But I do like watching snippets from the show. Oh. So that show, people tell me that the first season. It's the first season is really or something is hard to get through. But then after that, it's awesome, they say. Yeah, they like kind of self-rebooted or something. And so we were like, it was really recommended hard by somebody that uh, my wife and I both were like, okay, you know what? Let's check it out. We have no interest in this show. Let's check it out. And so we did. And we we're like, no, this is terrible. And they're like, okay, skip the first season or whatever. And so we did. And I was like, this is terrible. I don't like it. So you went to the point where they're like, okay, it gets better here. Yeah. And, and you're still we like. to it. No. And I was like, uh, no. Yeah. I see people told me the same thing. They're like, oh, you just got to give it a chance. You got to keep going. And I, it gets better. I like see, all I- the actors in it, though, too. Like, I like Ron Swanson and Amy Poehler and Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza. I love them all. Isn't, um... I hate what they do in that show. Can't do it. What's his name? Rob Lowe? Yeah, Rob Is Lowe's in it, too. So I like the, the snippets where Rob and Ron face off with, like, because Rob is like a vegan in the show, and so he's like, "I made you this holistic vegan patty burger," and Ron is like, "It's like it's a it's a he's... burger and a bun, no condiments, and it's the most blah blah blah, blah or whatever." And I just like those their their feud is hilarious. Yeah, see, I 
there's a, there's a, f- a few clips from that show that I've seen where I'm like, this is really great. But and I I started watching the show. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I I barely made it. I think I made it through the first episode, like the pilot, and I was just like, no, same. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I was like, what? This is not funny at all. Same. I think we went. I think we watched the first two seasons of the first two episodes of the first season. And then we jumped ahead to wherever it was, and was like, and I was like, I, I can't tell the difference. To quote an office meme, it's the same picture. Mm. And I was just like, nope. Hey, like both of us, we looked. So at each is other it the and same like, nope. vibe as the office? Like, uh, yes, the I think it is. Cringy stuff, but with fewer pranks, so there's not enough to like hold me in. So another show that's recommended, and I haven't, I haven't seen any of it. Community. I've so the same people who really like The Office seem like they really like Community, so I won't watch it. <laughs> oh, also, uh, I did start. I'm on the fence on this one. Watch the first couple of episodes of Shit's Creek because I love Eugene Levy, even though a lot of his stuff is a little on the cringy side. He's just I don't know what he's Eugene Levy, but even that show, I'm just like, ah, it's really uncomfortable yeah i don't know isn't portlandia kind of like that too you seen any uh, of that haven't seen any of that one fred armisen and somebody else I can't remember who the tim and uh just the yeah. ads for that one look uncomfortable to me so i can't do it yeah i think it's yeah what is it why do people what is the people with this cringy stuff so you said eugene levy um, that got me thinking about, and also Catherine Keen, not Keener, um, Catherine, um, the mom from Home Alone. Yeah. Not Keener. And from Catherine Keener was in 40 year old virgin with Steve Carell. Catherine Keener? Catherine Heigl? No. Catherine Keener. Who was she? In She was his, his girlfriend. The uh... one who took. His... Uh, yes. Okay, I'm with you now. That is not who is in Schitt's Creek. No, nope. that is not the Home Alone mom. Nope, um, sure not. It is Catherine something though. Home Alone. Sorry, you hear me typing. I want to say it's Catherine with a K. Yes, it's not Catherine with a C. Right, like Catherine King. It's uh, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. It is with a C. So that got me thinking about the Christopher Guest movies. I don't know if you've seen those. I've uh, seen Best in Show. Uh, what's the one with our waiting for, waiting for Guffman? Waiting for Guffman. Um, what's the old one? Is Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap? This is Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. So that, so that, so those, those are like precursors. Yeah, like those have that kind of awkward. They have that awkward, cringy, kind of like you know, these characters are unaware of how like stupid, you know, or just weird they are and it's funny um and i like those movies yeah i i remember liking waiting for guffman but i've never been compelled to go back and watch it again i watched um, those back like I, I think like in high school and college because there was some a mighty wind was another one that came out yeah um and i remember liking those but i don't i just i don't like the office like yeah. i'm not it's too cringy for me I think uh, I think cringe is gonna get a follow up episode. I think. Okay. Because I got maybe think, we should fully think? expose. So the stuff we're talking about here, maybe we should like, we should pick a couple pieces or a couple like you know maybe a movie and the movies would be easier because you can watch those. Yeah, let's go with movies. That's less commitment. Um. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like I don't know. 
couple episodes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe we should revisit those Christopher Guest movies. We should we should do a Christopher Guest movie and honestly like Napoleon Dynamite. I have no problems with Napoleon Dynamite. Because that movie I love should Napoleon be cringy, Dynamite. but isn't. You like it, right? I love it. You like it, right? Okay. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, one of my all-time favorite movies. But, but yeah, I think I think we should maybe compare and and kind of hold that up against one of the Christopher Guest movies. You pick since I've only seen the one. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll watch look, any of them. Look them up, and then um, uh, maybe uh, I don't know. We'll look up like the best off Office episode. As by voted by okay. Reddit or something, and we'll just, just like do like a little comparison rundown. Okay, so there's part two coming soon. This is Spinal Tap. Obviously, that was that's like the, the big one. one. Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, For Your Consideration. We could just say, oh well, let's do The Princess Bride. Is that a Christopher Guest movie? See, I was thinking he was in like like Men in Tights, but Robin Hood. Men in tights. I mean, but... he's in The Princess Bride, but it's not a Christopher Guest movie. No, it's not. Is he is he the main villain in Princess Bride? He, one of them. Yeah, I keep thinking he's, like he's so he's not. Yeah, he's Count, not Humperdinck. He's a man. He's a six finger man. Rugen. Rugen. Yeah. But was he? Uh, was this he? This is for science. So please be as honest as possible. Interesting. The open eclectic cringe episode two. Yeah. Coming maybe yeah. in a month. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, there's a bunch of those Christopher Guest movies I haven't seen, like Mascots. I don't know. Yeah. The return are they there was a return of Spinal Tap, nineteen ninety two. That's right. Yeah. Christopher Guest. And then Napoleon, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, and then maybe like whatever is considered the best episode of The Office and or Parks and Rec. Did you know that Christopher Guest is married to Jamie Lee Curtis? You're kidding. No. Speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, there's a new Halloween movie. Somehow that tracks that. You're not a big horror guy, though. Nah. I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. I saw a trailer for the new Halloween movie that's coming out. Because of it, it came on during the NBA Finals. Oh, that's you know a nice prime time. I have listened to the film rerolls take on Halloween. I don't know if that counts. That's a it's a great podcast. Film reroll. Talked about I don't it really before. Need to watch that or listen to that. Yeah. So we got best in show, mighty wind, for your consideration. Because I because I want to find a movie that's find the movies that are like you know his the ones he yeah directs final thoughts on the office Any, anything mm. redeeming for you well i think mean, we already talked about it like the heart of gold i guess michael scott i suppose that's probably a big part of why people like it um i guess the the kind of touching moments between the characters the pam and jim relationship mm. dwight and What's her butt? That's not her name. Uh, Could be her name. Uh, Angela. Angela. Yeah. Because they're they're both kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and then like Dwight is just this. Dwight is a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. He's weird, and he's 
he's very awkward and he's you know, yeah he kind of epitomizes nice. the people you know who grew up like hyper conservative or like strictly like the stereotypical awkward homeschooler which isn't fair because most of the homeschoolers i know are very yeah suave i would yeah. Even say but it's like but you're right the stereotype of a homeschool person yeah um because yeah he like grew up on like a beet farm, beet farm. with his brother Beats, bears battlestar galactica <laughs> I I always remember like one of the one of the cutaways where or, well one of the interviews where they're doing you know where they interview the the people like where they're talking directly to the camera like Dwight's like talking about how his name their last name is pronounced like it used to be pronounced like Shrug or something like that or because it's Shroot right right. But I don't know why I why I remember that. But it's like it's from that episode one, like an episode where they go to the beet farm and like you meet his brother. I think. Oh yeah. And they're talking about that. Also, Dwight drives a like like a Firebird, like a like an old like Trans Am. Does he? Like an eighties one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Michael drives a PT Cruiser. Sometimes he's got. I think he goes through a couple of cars. Yeah. So another one, another moment I remember from the show. Again, this would be like watching clips of it, right? But I did see the yeah. episode. Is when he he gets the HD TV that he's so proud of, and he <laughs> mounts it on the, the wall. It was the plasma, wasn't was it? Plasma? It, it was something. It was, yeah, it was like plasma. It was flat oh, screen. Yeah. He mounts it on the wall, but it's only like twenty inches. It's or like something? It's super small. <laughs> but it's like on a mount that uh, that it swings out. From the wall. Yeah, he's Boom. so proud of it. He's so proud of it. And he, he's in, like, a condo or something, and, like, it's, I don't know. <sighs> okay, yeah. hold on. There really are there really are some just... Some, some great moments. Some golden moments, but not enough to justify the show's life. And that's, that's what I don't understand. So I just want to know. So, okay. This, so, Entertainment, is this, is this Entertainment Weekly? It says E.T. Online. E.T. Online, the definitive binge guide, the best episodes to watch. The pilot. Really? The Dundies. So the pilot was first so, episode of the first season, obviously. I have seen the Dundies. That's the first episode of the second season. And that's interesting. That one was kind of fun. The Merger, season three, episode eight. Safety Training, Season 3, Episode 20. Oh, is that the one where where Dwight, like, cuts the face off of the training dummy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, oh. there's a couple of those where, yeah, he just... This is the episode that gives us the timeless phrase, Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want to. Um, That's what she said! Yeah. So safety training, and then the job part two, which is season three, episode twenty-five. Fun run part one and two, season four, episodes one and two. Boy, they got a big list here. The dinner party, season four, episode thirteen. The dinner party. 
trying to remember if I've seen some of those. Oh, that one might be the TV one. Is that the yes, TV that one? Yes, that is the TV look, one. Look, 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 because that's because Jan, Jan. That's Jan, because him and Jan were together. Yeah, and they were living together, and there was In the condo. With had, the... like, a lot of domestic disputes with yeah. the dinner party there, and nobody could <laughs> yes. leave. Yeah. A thinly veiled attempt to secure investors in Jan's candle business. Jan's candle business. Uh, weight loss part two, season five, episode two. Stress relief part one and two of season five, episode fourteen and fifteen. Oh no no no! What you're thinking of? Stress relief part one and two. Okay, yeah, that's the, there he the is. dummy with the dummy face on. <laughs> that is creepy. It really is. <laughs> Gossip, season six, episode one. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, we can use this list as a, as our all right our we, basis. Yeah, let's watch the let's pick a couple from that top list, and we'll just uh, yeah, let, let let's see what we can find. I want to give, I just I feel like all the fans collectively. I mean, not to say that a group of people can't be wrong altogether, but I want to have more faith in people than that. <laughs> um, let's see. Maybe this is more about my personality that I dislike it so much than it does about people who like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. I'll shoulder that responsibility. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, they're, they're doing this, this, the CPR training, and the trainer's like, okay, you're, they've stopped breathing, and you cannot seem to resuscitate them. What do you do? And Dwight whips out, like, a huge knife, and he's like, we have to harvest the organs before they go bad, and he slices, <laughs> slices into that dummy, and is like, oh, let's get the heart. And just, yeah. Oh, my God. There's a few things. There's definitely, there's definitely some golden moments in that show. Okay, so we'll pick something from that list. Those dummies aren't cheap, either. No, sir. Okay, so this is like, this one ranks, this is from 2016. It ranks all five of Christopher Guest's mockumentary movies from worst to best. So the worst is For Your Consideration, 2006. That's number five. And then Waiting for Guffman, number four. Oh. I'm guessing Spinal Tap will be number one. Three, A Mighty Wind. I don't see how it couldn't be. Two mascots. Now that's one I have not seen. All right. That was in, came out in 2016 after a decade long break. Guest return. Best in show is number one. Oh, Spinal Tap didn't make the yeah, list. Yeah, pretty interesting. Over. Yeah. Well. Uh, so. Um, everybody, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna review. We're gonna do some do some research and review some of this. We're gonna cringe so you don't have to. Um, are there any any parting thoughts on anything else we discussed this evening? So no, not really any parting parting thoughts. I think uh, I said what I said, and uh, and I stand by it. And I and I genuinely want to know if somebody has some reasons or what resonates with them from from the office. I I I I, I want to know. I want to know. Reach out to us, Facebook. Twitter, soon to be MySpace, Instagram. Email us Instagram. Yeah, we have an email address now. You know, yeah, and it's in the it's in the closer. Theopeneclectic at gmail.com. Let us know. We read all the emails so far. So, 
Thank you for listening, and we'll, like, uh, like Josh said, we'll be back with our cringe episode part two soon. Soon. Farewell. Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. Thank you.